Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Open your Bibles, please, to uh, Revelation chapter 3, starting in verse 14. Revelation chapter 3, starting in verse 14. Wow. Thank you for how great thou art. I just, uh, it gives me, it just gives me the chills. To, to hear that, and uh, um, it is just, oh, thank you. <clears throat> Let's see, three, starting in 14 of the book of Revelation. Let's, uh, let's look at this together, follow along with me. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things says the amen, the, the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. But then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes... I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you. I give you thanks for who you are as our God. And Father, as, as we have come to the point of, of, of worshiping and praising you and then opening your word, Lord, I pray that that you will touch the heart of of every person that's in this room to know and to feel the Holy Spirit. As as these words come from my mouth, Father, I I pray and and I give you control over all things. And, And all the glory is yours. And we pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You may be seated. Please, um, you want to leave your Bibles open. You know, um, this is this is the last the last church um, in the book of Revelation. It is uh, the, the series of of seven. Um, many people many people look at at the church of of Laodicea, and and they say that this church, um, the Laodicean church, is is the one that best depicts. Um, the American church today and 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 you 'll see um, 
Yeah, boy, there's, there's some similarities there. Um, but, but you'll notice that when, when people talk about that and when they say that, they're not talking about the church, the worldwide church. They're not. What they're doing is, is they, were, they are looking at, at um, uh, the American church. And, and that is, um, I guess we're probably the best qualified to look at what is happening in the American church today because this is us. And, and looking at, at um, the church of the Laodiceans, um, it's kind of scary. It's scary when you look at, at what the Lord has to say about this particular church. I'll tell you, folks, believe me when I say that you don't want this to be the case in, in your church. You don't want this. And, and you know, as, as much as I have, I have read... Um, uh, about the church of the Laodiceans. Um, you know, I, I've, I've, I've had something come to me on, on this one that I had never seen before. Um, I know that, that in, in the past, I've, I've, it's, it's called, and the Lord calls the church of the Laodiceans um, the lukewarm church. Talks about them as being lukewarm. And, and what I've I've looked at that, and I know many other people have too. Um, they, they look at it as saying, well, the lukewarm church, um, what that really is talking about is the half-hearted Christian. And, and you know, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's not really it. And that's what I found this time because I, I guess I've done more digging on, on this church series um, into these churches than what I had, what I had taken before. It's, it's not just the, the lukewarm or the, the uh, Christian that has no, no drive. Um, um, not, they, they're just, um, they think that, you know, we're rich, um, we don't need uh, of the Lord because we're self-sufficient. Um, because, folks, the more money you have, and as we do in the United States, the less we depend on, on someone else. We depend on ourselves and we think that we're self-sufficient and so that's as far as we go. And actually, human nature would tell us that. When we look at man today and, and we realize that when man is not in trouble, man becomes very self-sufficient. Uh, you know, and a perfect example of that is if you, if you look at the church today in a nation that has, has uh, persecution in it, you'll find out that the people in, in the, that belong to the church of, of those foreign nations are, are not self-sufficient. They're depending on each other. They're depending on the Lord to keep them safe. They do whatever they can do to, to be able to congregate together. And, and you know, uh, to congregate together. They'll take all kinds of chances to be able to congregate together. Um, you know, where are we in this country? Well... You know, Dennis, I hate to do this to you, and, I, I, and Dennis is going to, you know, he's going to bring the Gideons to you next, next month, and I hope I'm not, I'm not telling, um, I hope I'm not giving away his sermon, you know, as, as he does that, um, but you know, uh, um, this, a few weeks ago, um, we got to go to um, a pastor appreciation dinner um, at, with the Gideons, and um, man, it's good dinner, 
You really don't want to miss it. But they, they give um, uh, testimonies. And, and, but this time, this time was, there was something different. And I don't mean it was a different dessert. Uh, this time, they talked about what the Gideons had done in, in Panama. Am I blowing this, Dennis? Am I okay? Okay. Um, the Gideons went into Panama and they wanted to do a Bible blitz. And, and the Bible blitz means they were just going give, to give Bibles to everybody that, that would stick their hand out and get one. And, and the government, the government worked with them. Go figure. Go figure. The government worked with them. And they opened up their government buildings and they opened up their schools and they opened up everything that, that there was in the, in the country. Panama! To make sure that every worker, everybody, every child, everybody got a Bible. Amen. Wow, what a backwards nation this is. You know, and, and, and that's what they did. They, they handed out 128,000 plus scriptures. And the government helped them. The government helped them. Just try and carry a Bible into our government buildings and hand them out to the workers in there today. Take them to the schools. You know, I, it's, guys, you've you got to understand the, the United, where the United States has gone. It ain't good. And, and so the nation goes, believe me, so the church does also. There's, there is a lot of things that are happening in the church today. The church is more, in, in more interested in being politically correct or they are more interested in... Uh, what, what, um, not exclusion, but... Come on, someone help. Inclusion. 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 You know, um, uh, we, want, we want everybody to come under. And you know something? It used to be... It used to be that this inclusion meant, listen guys, we need to be able to pull all of the denominations together. And, you know, because the, we all believe, we really do believe all the same thing. We believe in Jesus Christ. We, we believe in the Holy Spirit. In fact, you know, that's a song you sang this morning. Believe in the Holy Spirit. Believe in Jesus Christ. We, but you know, hey, maybe I baptize different than you do, or, or we do this different than what you do. And those things that used to keep denominations apart, the idea of, of, of inclusion was to bring the denominations together. But you know, being the smart people that we are, we've gone way beyond that. We've gone way beyond that. And now we don't worry about denominations, we worry about religions. The religions of the world. And the one world religion, and we want to bring them all together. Because you know, we all worship the same God. No, we don't. But you see, that's what it's turned into. You want to know where the church is today? You better stick with a place that preaches the Bible. You better stick with a place that, that understands what the Word of God is. Guys, man has gone somewhere else. And, and he thinks that his righteousness is what comes from his heart and not from the Word of God. And that is the wrong place to go. It's the wrong place to go. Your righteousness comes through Jesus Christ our Lord and it comes through the Scriptures that you hold in your hand. 
It isn't what you think ought to be righteous today because what you think is righteous today could be that it's going to change and and tomorrow it's going to be something else. Why? Because it comes from man and not from God. So if you want to know where your churches are going today, look at that. Look at that because that is where where they're headed. You see... um, we like to be self-sufficient. I, I'm sorry, I was just chasing rabbits there, or bunnies, depending. But darn it, you know, when, it, when I look at the church today, it angers me. And it should. And it should anger you. It should. When you see the direction of the churches today. You know, I'm sure that, that Laodicea, when, when the church was started, that it was a spiritual church. I'm sure that, that it was a, Christ, a Christ-worshipping church at, at one time when it was formed. But somewhere along the line, Laodicea had a problem. Um, and, and apparently, what, what Jesus is talking about here, about the church of the Laodiceans, is that they are going through the motions now. And, and folks, I, I've told you this, I think, on, on every church that, that we've done. The Lord does not see the surface. Well, he does but he could care less. You see, the Lord sees what's in the heart, and he knows what the worship is all about. And he knows when the worship becomes surface level. And he knows when the preaching becomes surface level because he knows what's going on in the heart of the people. And so, you know, something has happened to the church of the Laodiceans. And through the digging, I found out. You know, it's, it's kind of funny how, how God deals with us, and I've said it before, but God deals with us in an independent way. He deals with you different than he deals with me. What is going on in your life, he knows. And he deals with you in completely different. If he dealt with you the same way he deals with me, something would be lost. He wouldn't get it. And you see, he's dealing with this church, the church of the Laodiceans, differently than what he may be, may be teaching or dealing with, with another church. And, and so something has happened in their lives that has made the Lord say, here's what it is with the church of the Laodiceans. This is what's different from them between them and Sardis because something happened to Laodicea. And it did. There was something that happened to Laodicea. It was a, it was a, rich, a rich city. It, they were proud of their resources. They, they had banking there. They were doing very well. But then in A.D. 60, A.D. 60, Laodicea was destroyed by an earthquake. Flat. But, but there, was, there were people that were still there. It didn't wipe them out. But, but still, all in all, Laodicea, the city of Laodicea, was, was destroyed by an earthquake. And they decided to rebuild it. They decided to rebuild it. And, and being the people that they were, when they were in trouble like that, um, they decided to refuse the help of the Romans. The Romans were coming to them and they said, we'll, we'll, we'll front the money to you, we'll do whatever you need, we'll get this city built, in fact, we'll build it better than what it was before. And the Laodiceans said, no, I don't want that. We'll rebuild it. And so the Laodiceans rebuilt the city of Laodicea. It's quite a feat. It's quite an accomplishment. I mean, you know, think about it. 
refusing help, but, but doing it, doing it on, on your own. You see, something happened to the people of Laodicea when they did that. There was something that happened to them. You see, when, when you work or you pay for something, it means more to you than when it was handed to you. Every parent can, can say, oh, I know, yeah, I gave the kid the first car, and he really didn't take care of it like I figured he should. But you know what? He took care of the next one because he went out and he got a job, and he paid for the next one, and guess what? There's a whole lot of wax going on the second one that didn't go on the first one. You know? But, but why is it? It's human nature. It comes out of your back pocket. It means more to you. You see, when someone hands something to you, it loses, it loses value. And so, you know, you can see that the Laodiceans would have been proud of what their accomplishment was in rebuilding the, the city of Laodicea because they did it. Blood, sweat, tears, money. And they rebuilt their city. You see, but there was a problem that came with this when they rebuilt the city. It, it appeared that they had everything covered. The city was beautiful. The city was beautiful. But they had one little problem, and it came because of the earthquake. They had a water problem. They had a water problem. And, and I believe that what happened was it wasn't that they had no water, but that the water that they had was undrinkable. It, it wasn't good for them. And in fact, maybe it was poisoned or, or whatever from, from what the earthquake had done there. And so, you know, I got to think back. Did, has anyone here ever dealt with sulfur water? Have you ever dealt with that? You can build the most beautiful house in the world, you know, and if, and, but you know, I mean, back in those days, they, they didn't have, you know, water softeners and, and all of that type of thing. Today, you throw in a water softener and you're doing all right. But I, I remember back when I was a kid, you, you'd go into somebody's house who, you know, beautiful house, but, but they had sulfur. You walk in and it's like rotten eggs, you know? Didn't matter how beautiful the house was, as soon as you opened up the door, whoo, that's rough. That's rough stuff, but that's, but that's sulfur, Beautiful city, Laodicea, gorgeous. Couldn't drink the water. So, you know, um, Laodicea had to do something. And so they built aqueducts. And they built aqueducts that would bring, bring water in from two different locations. One of them from, from uh, um, Heropolis, where they had hot springs and they were healing waters from, from Heropolis, and so they would pipe, they, they build aqueducts, and they brought the water in from Heropolis, and then they also brought the cold water in from Colossae for drinking. Nice, cool, refreshing water that they would bring in from, from Colossae. See, the problem was, though, those two areas were a distance away. You see, and so when, the, when the, the hot water or the cold water that was coming to them, when it got there, it was no longer hot nor cold, was it? It was warm. In fact, the cold water was warm, and the hot water was lukewarm. It was lukewarm. Huh. And the sediment that was in both was disgusting. By the time the water got to Laodicea, 
Laodicea, the sediment that was in that water was disgusting. It was disgusting. Okay, so Jesus uses the analogy of the lukewarm water um, because the Laodiceans would have known exactly, exactly what he was talking about. Got her. Do you see? It wasn't there being, you know, half-hearted Christians. No, it really didn't have anything to do with them being half-hearted Christians. But what he was doing for them was the difference between how he deals with you and how he deals with me. He's personal with you, and he's personal with me. He was personal with the Laodiceans because they knew exactly what he was talking about when he said, you're lukewarm, you're lukewarm. Their water was lukewarm, and it was disgusting. And guess what? So was their faith. Their faith was disgusting. You see, most of the churches, except for Sardis, have had good points. Um, you know, at, at one, one place or another, their works, you know, I mean, all of them had problems except two, but, but all of the churches had, had different issues, but they did have some good points. Not the case with Laodicea. No good points. If you look at verse 15, I don't know if it's going to pop up. Verse 15 God. Oh, there it is. Where he says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. Ah, I wish you were cold or hot. I wish you were. You see, and, and I'll tell you what, that's a confusing statement. Because um, God's saying, I wish you were cold or I wish you were hot. And, and you think to yourself, no, wait a minute, God wishes that, that my faith was cold? He wishes that my heart was cold? No, God, God never, never wishes that. Um, it's, it, it talks about the, the cold heart. He says their, their, their works neither had that healing. He's talking about their works. Then. And, and their works, he says, are neither cold nor hot, or neither hot nor cold. In other words, the works that they were doing didn't have the healing of, of the heat, but they didn't have the refreshing of, of the cold. This is all, around, all about their stinky water. That's what it's all about. Their works were neither hot nor, nor cold. But, but here's the killer. Here's the killer, guys. The verse that you see here is, is about Laodicea and is only in Laodicea in verse 16 where it says, then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Jesus Christ looks at the church, associates their faith with rotten water, and he says, you know, when I think of you guys, when I look at your faith, it makes me puke. Can you imagine the God of all creation looking at you and saying, you know something? You make me sick. Does that sound like he's talking about a lukewarm Christian? You see, like your water is disgusting, you know, so are you. All right. The lukewarm person is not one 
or is, is not the one who, who is mildly passionate about God. That is not what this church is about. And as I thought for years, that lukewarm meant that they were just mildly passionate. Rather, the lukewarm person is one who has lost his dependence on God. He's lost his dependence on him. And, and in our arrogance, or in their arrogance, they believe that he has no need of Christ. No need. Um, he has no need of Christ's righteousness because he has enough righteousness on his own. Guys, does this sound like a church today? Does this sound like the churches today that, that really don't have the need of Christ? Because they, 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 they really don't need what's, what's in Scripture. And what is so much more important is because when a church is righteous, they're the ones who are righteous. They're not working off of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. They're working off of their own righteousness. And what is righteous today, well, guess what? Tomorrow something else will be righteous enough for man. You see, it's not what Scripture says. It's what man says that makes them righteous. The church of the Laodicea looks just like the church today because it's in their own righteousness. Remember this, though. Remember this. The, Laod- the church of Laodicea, or La- the city of Laodicea, was rebuilt by her people. And they refused the help of the Romans. Okay? The problem is they carried that same attitude into church. They didn't need the Romans. Guess what? They didn't need Jesus Christ either. Why? Because they were self-sufficient. But now you know why. You see, they were righteous enough and they didn't need God. One more. Look at 17. He says, Because you say, I am rich have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, naked. In other words, guys, you're a mess. You're a mess. And, and you think you're righteous. You think you're holy. And actually, what you are, you're lost. You're lost. Guys, he's talking about the stinky water. And he's talking about people who think they are self-righteous. They're not looking for the righteousness from Jesus Christ. You see, in many ways, the American church, this is the, the American church today, and, and they're rich, and they're de- depending on their own strength and their own righteousness, and, and righteousness is what we consider to be right today according to, uh, to what man, and, and not according to God's word. That inclusiveness that I talked about earlier, the inclusiveness to bring all religions together, guys, do me a favor and look in the Bible and see if you can find that. Look in the Bible and see where God says, if you worship any, you know, do not. Oh, in fact, that's Ten Commandments stuff. Thou shalt not worship any other God but me. Paraphrased. Guys, 
if you watch the church and you look at the inclusiveness that, that we're speaking of, it, it, it doesn't talk about, they're, they're not talking denominations, they're not talking about, about race or, or color or anything. No. They're talking about today. They're talking about religions. That's where it's gone. And that's where it's at. Folks, that's not righteousness. And if you bark about it, and if you say, hey, this isn't about all the different religions coming together, and what do you get back in return from someone else? They'll say, but God is love. And, and wouldn't God want us to do this? Well, actually, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't want us to worship another God. And if you look in Scripture, you'll find that out to be true. But it's abandoning this that puts you in trouble in the first place. And that is where the craziness is, is coming from. You see, we, we can't remove our dependence on God and, and have things um, placed, or, or the, the righteousness of God, and place our own righteousness on ourselves. Look in Isaiah. Isaiah 64, 6. No. <laughs> you did that to me on purpose, didn't you? Isaiah 64, 6, where it says this. We are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are like filthy rags. Our, our righteousness. We, are, we all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities are like the wind have taken us away. Guys, when we talk about our righteousness, ours, who we are, our best is nothing more than filthy rags before God. Who can be righteous here? It's God's righteousness. It's God's. You see, Laodicea isn't about lukewarm Christians. It's about arrogance. And it's about pride. Pride in the accomplishments that they had. See, see what we have done. Guys, God sees our hearts and he knows in whom, in whom we, we depend. On ourselves or on him. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, you are our all in all. You are our God. And Father, as we in, in this church, as we as Trinity, um, we stay in Scripture. We stay true to your word. Then we'll never be misled away from that. Father, let us depend on your word and on the righteousness of Jesus Christ, our Lord, in all that we do. And I know that, that you are faithful and true and that you will never, never leave us. And I pray this, Father, that, that each heart that's here will know the righteousness of Jesus Christ in their life. And we pray this in your precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online 
at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.